Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Art Money Success Podcast with Maria Brophy. And today I have a guest on, Tish Gentili, who is a longtime friend of mine, and she was also a business life coach that I had worked with for a long period of time with my husband. And um, that's how we became such good friends because, you know, when you're coaching somebody, you get to know all their dirty secrets, <laughs> where the bodies are buried, um, all that stuff. So anyway, welcome, Tish. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, today. I'm so excited. I love, you know, I love spending time with you and chatting about topics that we love too. So this is very fun for me. Well, thanks. And, yeah. you know, and I also told Tish that I just wanted to like free form this, like not prepare anything. We have our main topic, which is my life is a mess and I need Tish to help me <laughs> figure out. Well, so I always call Tish when things are chaotic or I don't always call her. If I always called her when things were chaotic, I've been calling her <laughs> day. But, you know, when I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I think, you know, I need some advice from Tish. And so I thought about this last week and I thought, you know what, let's just record it. Let's record this because I know that this problem that I'm experiencing right now, most of my listeners experience this problem. And the problem is in a nutshell, I have so many things I want to do. I have so many opportunities coming to me and so many opportunities that I want to create for myself. And I can't possibly do them all. And when I try to do them all at the same time, they all fail. And how do I get through that? How do I solve that problem? Yeah. You know, decision-making is a skill and it's a skill that I've struggled with, as you know, as my friend in the past myself. <laughs> but along the way, I've picked up a lot of different mindset tools uh, that I would love to share here with everybody. So, you know, this is a very common problem, like you said. It's like everybody has all these decisions to make. Our life actually is a result of moment-to-moment -moment decisions that we're making each second even. And so how do we decide, right? Um, so here's, here's the first thing that I like to go to now when I'm making a decision. If I have the end result that I absolutely love, I want to know what that end result looks like. And, but more importantly, what will I feel if I have that end result? So what I would ask you is, Maria, you know, you have all these things. What do you see at the end? If you made the absolute right decisions, you picked the right projects, you know, describe that to me, what that would look like, and then give me some feeling words <laughs> to describe how you would feel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, I want to back up to the first thing you said was decision making. So that means I have to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> that means okay so i've got 12 plates spinning okay three of them are books one a book i started another is a book i actually started a third one's a book i started <laughs> and then um 
my Brophy Art Academy online courses that are there and available, but I don't really market them. And then, of course, I've got my coaching, which I love. And then I'm running this art gallery, selling my husband's art. And let's see, I know there's something else in there. Oh, yeah. And I love to do uh, ladies full moon gatherings, which is only once a month. And um, but it, but, it, you know, that's another plate that I have spinning because I love to help guide people through a transformation in a, a small way. Um, <clears throat> so then I have to choose, huh? That's, that's the hard part. Um, okay. So you asked the question, what do I want the end result to look like? So if I look at, well, gosh, the end result in a month, in a year, in five years, like which end result? I would do it all. So I usually, you know, when I'm journaling, I, I ask myself, okay, what do I want to feel like, what do I want it to look like in a month? And then I have six month goals and then I have yearly goals. I even have weekly goals and daily goals. <laughs> um, not to be so goal oriented, but maybe you could call them tasks more than goals. You know, we have these main goals and then we have the tasks that take us towards our goals. How about completions? Yes, completions. Yeah. Here, we'll talk about, I want to talk a little bit about that you don't have to decide necessarily A or B. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first and foremost, what I usually go to is the feeling, right? Do you want to feel free? Do you want to feel relieved? Do you want to feel efficient, right? Um, fulfilled, accomplished, right? Once you identify the feelings that, you know, and, and then say, okay, at the end of a month, if I could do it all, even maybe you can do it all. Some people are high performers. I have clients who can do a lot of things like you. And that's okay, too. It, it doesn't mean that you have to decide a just A or B. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm a huge student of Neville Goddard, and I love what he says, come from a place of the wish fulfilled. So I always begin with that. What is the place of the wish fulfilled? If I had all the things that I want, what does that, um, what is an image that you're going to create in your mind too? So the image plus the feeling is what drops it into the subconscious mind, right? You probably remember that from us working together. So what does the image look like? Describe that to me a little bit. Well, I like to go to the five-year thing because so my five-year image is that I would like to have I'd like to have 10 published books, mm -hmm. 10 books that you can buy on Amazon. And right now I have two or three. <laughs> two or three. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> um, I actually have three with my name on it, but one doesn't count. So one doesn't count because it's really Drew's book that I helped him write. So, but I don't count that because it's not my own book. Mm. So, okay. So I have two books on Amazon right now. I would like to have 10. And I think the feeling is that of accomplishment, but it's more than that. 
what drives me is, and I know a lot of the artists that I work with can totally relate to this. I have this crazy bubbling energy <laughs> that's just like this stuff has to come out and <laughs> I can't like, I can't get it out fast enough. Yeah. And it, I mean, it literally made like, it's this, it's like this release of energy, this need yeah. to create that is such a driving force. And it's I your feel soul. frustrated when I don't yeah. get it going. Yeah, that, that's just your soul seeking greater expansion, right? So when we have that feeling, it's like, yeah, your soul's like wanting to wow. And then the ego was like, no, but wait, you know, let's let's be into indecisiveness and what if we can't do it or whatever stories that a lot of people um, out there might experience. So if you have a five-year vision, which hopefully you've written that down, um, see it all completed. I would, you know, you don't have to worry about the how you have all these things you want to express, see it completely done and what that feels like. And maybe it's going to take you delegating some things, right? It may take that, yeah, you don't have to do it all by yourself too. Anytime that I, I get overwhelmed and I think, oh my gosh, I have to do all this by myself. I'm like, no, I can surrender some of it to the universe and let the universe figure out some of, some of the- I'm about to do that with cooking. <laughs> so I'm serious because since Drew is home recovering for the next few months and he's not able to cook and he was always our cook. He did all the cooking. Now I'm doing not just all the cooking and the cleaning, but I'm doing all the everything Ugh. until he gets well. Yeah. And uh, for those of you listening, um, uh, my husband Drew just got home from 112 lovely days in the hospital recovering from severe uh, COVID pneumonia. And so he's on oxygen and he can't be near a flame. We can't even put heat on in our house. We were so cold last night during the storm. We can't put the heat on because it'll blow up his oxygen tank. <laughs> oh, um, God. So I, you know, outsourcing cooking. <laughs> I was just thinking about that yesterday. Like, this is a big thing for me because we are healthy eaters. We're not going to eat junk food ever. We are all organic grass-fed, home-cooked. I mean, we'll order out every now and again, but it has to be good food. So that's probably something I should outsource because I can't outsource somebody writing my book and that's not satisfying. And yeah, you know, so here's what I've found to be pretty miraculous that I've been doing lately in teaching my clients is, you know, your 3D physical world is showing us something that's uh, maybe not always to our liking. So our tendency is to look at what is right and then allow what is to create an image and feelings in our mind. But you're a master, you're a master manifester. And so a master, yeah, looks at what is and says, okay, what are whether it's the bank account or an illness or whatever, but then we create the images and see what we want to see out pictured. I've been studying the science of getting rich. I absolutely love that book. And, you know, he says, 
you know, you get rich by doing things in a certain way and you could replace rich with get healthy or love or whatever. But what is that certain way? That certain way is by universal law. And by law, what we focus on, what we picture is going to be outpictured. So when I want a solution, I always see the solution in my mind first and then I go take action. I call this aligned action because it's misaligned when we're going, oh, my God, I can't I can't do this all. It's overwhelming. And then we create pictures in our mind and we're inputting that. And so it creates that proverbial hamster wheel that a lot of us get into. And also because we're overthinking, we're trying to resolve that with the conditioned mind, with the conditioned self. So here's an, a really important question that I ask myself every single morning. If I am making decisions, being, doing, thinking from my higher version self, what will she decide today? What will she do? What will she be? How will she handle all this, right? So coming from the wish fulfilled and then coming from the person that's already achieved the goal. So if I would say, Maria, you have written all your books, your programs are selling and you're promoting your programs with ease. I always like to use that word ease. <laughs> um, if you had everything that you want and you were that person that achieved that, what decisions will you make based on that? That's actually an easy one. Okay. Right. Every single morning when I first wake up, mm -hmm. that's what works for me. I write best in the morning. And I guess the, you know, when I think about, you know, going back to what you said, think about uh, the end result you want in one month, six months, a year. When I think about like if I whittle the end result down to a month, it's not possible to write two books in one month. Well, it is possible, but not with my current obligations. It's not right. possible. Um, it is possible to get most of one book written in one month. Mm -hmm. That's possible. And if I set the other things aside for at least a couple hours every morning, set the other things aside, I can get that done. Yeah, um, so the, the next question that I would ask you is, okay, what is the most important thing for you to do in the next month to really move the needle of your results if you already know your goal, right? So you know the goal for the month. What is the goal for the month? And then what activities are you going to schedule that are going to take you to that goal? I just find that a lot of entrepreneurs waste a lot of time with stuff that doesn't um, get them to where they want to go. No, I waste so much time on stupid stuff. And yeah, like I have an we addiction to Instagram. Yes. Instagram's like crack to me. I don't, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I catch myself doing it. I just, it's like how I relax. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm going to scroll Instagram for, for five minutes, which turns into an hour. Yeah. It's I'm that way with TikTok. Yeah. I have, I've had to like hold myself back. And the reason is we get a dopamine hit from it. 
there's literally a, a yeah. neuro, there's the neuroscience behind it is that we get like that immediate gratification and yeah. and so it feels productive somehow when we get that that good feeling for a moment um, but in the end it's really taking us away from where we want to go so um, okay so i want to um so thinking about this having so many things you want to do so many things you want to do at once and then trying to whittle it down to one thing like a lot of the artists i work with they they want to do like five different types of styles of art and they want to do live events and they want to have an online website and they want to be on TikTok and they want to do this and they want to do that and when i think about um the people who are really successful like there's an artist named um andrea Earhart who she's online a lot like she i don't know where she must be the most amazing time manager um but she she's on instagram and tiktok and um every day she's like filming herself painting these giant murals i don't know where you find time to do it but it, it's amazing and she has online classes and she's a lovely person. Like she's such a, I love this woman. She had me on her podcast once and that's how I got to know her. And she's just incredible. And she just came out with a book about murals. I forget the title of it. I need to order a copy of it. Like murals mm -hmm. and play or something like that. It's on Amazon. Um, but my point is when I look at successful people like Andrea Earhart, I notice that they're... Um, focused in an area. So Andrea is mostly focused in murals, painting murals. That's what she does really, really well. She does it so well. She started teaching other people how she does it. She has this podcast where she talks about it. She just loves sharing the information. And, um, oh, hey, Johnny Spa, Johnny Spa 27 said, I've worked with Andrea. Solid AF. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> is she? It's just like, I love her. Anyway, um, so I, <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing at myself because I'm thinking, gosh, you know, Andrea somehow has figured this out. Like she focuses on the murals. When she wrote her book, she was writing one book, not three at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> she probably has 10 books in her, but, you know, so. Again, you know, it goes back to the goal. Like, okay, so let's say that I want to sign up, I don't know, 10 clients by the end of the month. Well, okay, that's my goal. So if we do the Pareto principle, the 80-20, you know, 80% of your results come from 20% effort. So this thing about having to work hard and, and toil to get the result really isn't true because it's only your results are coming from 20%. So I will then say, well, what was that 20% that got me towards that end result before and do that, right? So if you know that your goal is to write one book, then, and you already know because you wrote another book that if you get up every morning and write for an hour, that book's gonna be manifested, then, Obviously, that's your 20% effort that's going to produce the 
100% result. But the other point that I wanted to make here, and I get this too, is we get really hung up on time management. We don't manage time. The people like your friend that do incredible things, they don't think in terms of time. They're moving uh, with their passion and their energy. Um, you know, my coach, Bob Proctor, used to say, we don't manage time, we manage tasks or completions. And so have you ever noticed that when you're doing something you're uber passionate about, time doesn't exist? Um, and people that talk about time never have time. <laughs> Because time is a mental construct, really. Um, I know that sounds so woo-woo, but I know for myself, uh, I manage my energy. So, for example, you know, in the morning, I'm most productive. So I'm going to be doing those things like writing a book or doing a project, making a mural, whatever it is, in the morning from 8 to 1. In the afternoon, I'm useless to do stuff like that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's important to think about that too. You know, where am I managing my energy? And right now, Maria, your energy is very dispersed because you're cooking and cleaning and you're doing all these things. So with the, the situation, the way it is in one month, what do you want to see? Let me ask you that. What end result would be be like, you know what? I feel really proud. Even with cooking and cleaning and taking care of Drew, I did this. What would that look like for you? I think finishing that one book that I just started. Perfect. <laughs> that I just started because it would feel good to have it finished. And I know I can finish it in a month because it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's just a how-to um, so here's the, okay, here's a question. I don't know if you have an answer to it. Um, but the funny thing is like, I know what to do, right? But yeah. I'm not doing it. Like, yeah, what you just said, like, I've, you've coached me on this before. I, you know, I've been, I've, I've, been working on this for a long time, this time management thing. So I know that I need to focus on one thing and get it completed. And it's hard to do, but I know I can do it if I decide to do it and I stick to it. And that's yeah. how I got this book, Art Money Success, completed. Exactly. I finally got so sick of it not being finished that it was all I worked on until it was finished. And that took a lot of self-discipline. And an, an insane amount of self-discipline for someone like me, like me, I have severe ADD. It's, it, it's, uh, it's a challenge. <laughs> so um, my question is, okay, so I'm going to get myself, I'm going to get myself, um, ma I'm going to manage myself. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to spend two to three hours every morning writing this book until it's finished. How do I deal with all the other things that keep wanting to bubble up? And I, you know, and if you don't know the answer to that, that's fine. But that is what I, I don't, I don't know if anybody has an answer to that. Um, well, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, most, by the way, most, successful entrepreneurs have 
ADD, ADHD. <laughs> it comes with the territory and they're, they're one of the most productive people that I know. So I see it as um, an asset, not something that holds you back. But it, it goes back to, I, I think even self-love because the more that we disperse our energy and your energy is incredibly dispersed right now with, with life kind of events, the the it's not kind to ourselves so that it goes back to that self-love and saying hey with the situation right now and i have a lot on my plate what can i get done right now right and the other thing that i always go to is the feeling you know does this feel light in my body to finish this book right now does it feel like a yes 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 does it bring me life to have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I finished that book. Cause that's the feeling that I always go to is the end. How am I going to feel? How am I going to feel? Um, how will it feel if you're spreading yourself so thin that, and that's the vision that I would go back to is how would it feel if I'm spreading myself so thin that I didn't get anything done versus, well, at least with the situation, the way it is, I got one thing done. But I also want to point out something because I read a really cool book called Decisive. And by the way, guys, if you have trouble with decision making and you really want to take a deep dive into decision making, you got to read this book. But he says, you know, we've been taught how to make decisions um, very much, he says, like um, a teenager. A teenager makes decisions like only A or B. And he says corporations are still making decisions this way. Do I go to the party or do I not go to the party? But he says it doesn't have to be A or B. It could be there could be a C, D, E or F solution to what you want to accomplish, too. So it doesn't be have to be like, oh, I'm just going to write the book and that's all I'm going to accomplish. Right. So again, living from the end, going to what feels light um, and, and what is really going to move the needle of the, of the result that you want by the end of the month, right? That's what you need to keep stepping back towards, if that makes any sense. Yeah, just really just consistent mind management, not time management. It's mind management. Oh, Oh, look, that shiny thing over there. I want to go do that now. And just say no. Say no to all the other stuff. Well, it's focus, right? We, I think that one of the diseases of today, and I myself suffer from this too, is staying focused on the task right? That we really know is going to bring us the most fulfillment and joy um, and not allowing the outside distractions to, to get in our way. So as you know, I have a book that hasn't been written either. And <laughs> every time I sit down to write the book, my dogs bark, somebody knocks on the door, or now I already finished the book, but I'm doing the editing And that feels like rewriting the book all over again, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much editing to do here. And what I decided is for my focus, there's a little cafe down the street that I need to go to, because when I'm here at the house, um, there's too many things going on that take away my energy and my attention. And so I was like, you know, let me just do myself a favor and set up my environment 
so that it does help me to be more productive. Sometimes our environment's not set up for productivity and accomplishment. So true. You gotta, um, you gotta take yourself out of it. Yeah. But yeah. I think for you, honestly, Maria, I think because you're such an overachiever, I honestly think that you're overthinking, <laughs> which we tend to do too. Um, there's, there are life conditions right now that you have. And so just being kind to yourself and, and being okay with, here's what I can do this month. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that in the next few months, you can't like snowball it and quantum leap all the stuff that you're going to do. But um, it goes back to, again, like I said, what does it feel like for you to write the book? Is there anything else? Like if you could do it all, how, tell me what that would look like at the end of the month. Well, if I could do it all, I would finish the several books that I started. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> I would finish them all. I would um, do all the things I need to do with this art gallery here in San Clemente. Just like so many things that have fallen behind because I took four months off of work while my husband was in the hospital. And um, luckily, you know, I have Christine O'Donnell working for me and she picked up a lot of the slack, but she's still kind of a new employee. She's only worked for me since last summer. So, um, you know, I can't give her everything to do, but she's done a lot. And then, okay, so that, and then I would grow Brophy Art Academy, which is my online courses for art licensing and, I have a number of courses, business courses on there for artists that are amazing courses. I just, you know, if you don't market something, nobody knows about it. And the right. marketing, like creating the courses was a lot of money and a lot of time. Then the marketing is a whole another thing. Uh, and I probably could outsource that. I probably could, but just figuring out how to outsource is, is probably 10, 20 hours, right? Yeah. Like, so that's well, we why I haven't outsourced that yet. How, um, well, how, we talked about an online business manager, hiring an online business manager. Yeah. And I, I, the first one I ever hired was amazing. And I would love to get her back, but she ended up taking a, a full-time gig with a really big company. I'm going to reach out to her again and see if anything's happened with that, because maybe, maybe she'll come back. But I, I interviewed so many after her and she set the bar so high. I mean, I just couldn't, I, I had a few disappointments, mm. people who just didn't work out and it's a I lot think of time it, interviewing people and stuff. It does. So, you know, your friend, Andrea, who's Uber, um, like, you, you're like, oh, my gosh. Highly she, productive. I would definitely woman. have a conversation with her. Anytime somebody's doing something that I want to do, I say, hey, can we chat, right? But I guarantee you she doesn't have the personal life events that you have right now. Number right. One. Right. But it doesn't hurt to get some advice for her from her. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, when I see other people doing stuff, I, I think, 
Well, their personal life is different. They may not have kids. They may not have dogs in a house or whatever that takes up your time a little bit. So, but it still doesn't hurt to say, hey, how do you manage your time? Yeah. (laughs) How do you get things done? You know, Tony Robbins says always, you know, if you want to accomplish something, look to somebody who's doing that. So I always think that's a really good idea. I advise my clients to do the same um, in certain areas that I'm not strong in. I'm a mindset coach. So let's say somebody's in a multi-level marketing. Well, I don't know anything about that, but I know the mindset behind, you know, goal achieving. But so let's go back to what I would go back to because you have all these things as I would sit down and visualize the perfect online business manager coming into your life. Because we talked about this before and Christine showed up in your life and she's been a godsend, right? You're she's like, oh, Yeah, God. she's great. And she's running the brick and mortar gallery yeah. and she's, and that's a full-time job. I mean, you know, I've got it her four, yeah. four full days a week. And, yeah. So uh, I would be like, oh my gosh, I, here's the feeling that I would drop into. Okay. Now I have a clear picture of what you want. I have the perfect person that's, that showed up and oh my gosh, she's even better than the other person before. And I finished this book in spite of all the stress. And I even found somebody to cook for me, which is like a miracle. <laughs> cook healthy, organic, delicious organic, and, and then delivered to my door. Yeah, you go into this time, this capsule, you know, it's creation happens from the four dimensional world of your imagination, then it goes through our intellect, our mind, and then it gets birthed into 3D world of form, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to create it in here. I love, I used to love what Bob said, you know, if you can see it in your mind, then you can hold it in your hand. So, you may, it may not all pan out in one month, but that's I like what that. I would keep moving towards is like, yeah, seeing it all completed. And I love this from Mark Allen. I I don't know if you saw my interview. One of my favorite authors is Mark Allen. And he wrote an amazing book called The Greatest Secret of All. And um, I got to interview him, but he, you know, changed his life with this prefix for his affirmations in an easy and relaxed manner in a healthy and positive way. I am doing dot, dot, dot. And I thought, yeah, why do we make, why does it have to be hard? What if it was really easy? What if you could access the power that creates universes with your imagination, feel it so that the action is not so stressful and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of falling in your lap, right? Because you've had that happen before. Well, and it's, you know, I, I'm going to get personal. I always get personal, but I'm going to get real personal for a second. (laughs) Like when, you know, Drew came home from the hospital after being in the hospital for almost four months and he came home three weeks ago, three weeks ago today, actually. And it was really hard him being in the hospital because I spent all day, every day in the hospital for months. Brutal. Yeah, it was really, it's really hard to be in a hospital. And I was on high alert, making sure everything was being done right to the best of my ability. And there were a lot of battles 
to be fond, you know. Um, but I, and I thought that when he came home, it would be easier. Now, when he came home, it was better having him home, but way harder because he, when he came home three weeks ago, he could barely walk. He was using a walker and he couldn't, he could barely walk from the bathroom to the bedroom. And when he did go anywhere in the house for the first two and a half weeks, not only did I have to follow him around, but I had to hold on to a belt on his waist to make sure he didn't fall. And um, I'm cooking all the meals. I'm doing all the cleaning because he can't do any of that. He can't do anything. I'm giving him his meds. I'm meeting with the doctors, the physical therapists. I'm researching, questioning, looking for answers to heal his battered lungs and trying to get his muscles back. Anyway, you know, this is a lot. It's a 24 seven job. Like it's like yeah. having twins. If you're a single mom, that's yeah. really what it feels like. Right. Um, now it has gotten a little bit easier, but, but here's the, what I was going to get to is I found myself just saying, Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. And then I realized, you know, after three or four days, what if I decide it's not hard? Yeah. Make it a meal's not hard. I know yeah. how to cook. Cleaning dishes is not hard. I can do that half asleep. Mm -hmm. The, you know, all these things are not hard. What if I embrace the joy of finally having my husband home from the hospital? And what if I embrace him getting better a little bit every day, which he is. Every day he gets 5% better every single day. Now he's not even using the walker. He's using a cane. And now I don't have to follow him around the house. So that's been lightened up. And so, yeah, hard is like here. Yeah, I love what you said, because a while back, I noticed just that the minute I would label something, it's too hard, I don't have time. Um, you know, whatever the label is that I put on the situation caused me great suffering. I always say, one thought can take you to heaven or take you to hell, <laughs> if you believe it, like if you engage in that thought, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, everything, the thing that I always say now, because I have a paradigm or a belief system that was given to me that of struggle, I always say everything in my life flows free and easy. Everything's easy. Everything's easy. And I keep focusing on the feeling of freedom. Uh, and, and I keep dropping into that feeling of freedom, ease, fulfillment, whatever it is that I want to experience, but I love that so much. But here's another take on what you just said. I was a caregiver, as you know, to my mom for many, many years. And you and I have talked about our health. Um, you know, I think that women that do want to do a lot can have a tendency to have certain health issues because the body 
you know, it'll let us know if we're working too hard or going beyond our limits. So the other part of that, that I would say as your friend is you've been through something that most people don't go through. That was extremely traumatic in a way and being kind and gentle with yourself and saying, Hey, I don't have to do all this right now. (laughs) I need some recovery time. I need to, obviously we want to, you know, produce, but spent, be grateful that my, like you said, my husband's alive and that he's getting better really fast. I like shockingly fast and compared to other people Um, and giving yourself some gentleness and a break too, because I'm like, you and I have similar personalities. We want to go, 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 do, do, do. And sometimes life requires us to just be, it'll like force you, right? Like the pandemic was like, no, everybody's going to be, everybody's going to sit down and contemplate their lives. Everybody's going to take a pause, take a pause, go within it. I see it as a regrouping almost. It's like a regeneration of my energy. So I, as your friend would highly recommend that you allow yourself to do that as well. And I know that if you allow your energy to regenerate, you're going to be way more productive in the end than if you keep pushing, 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 you know? So I know, I know, I know. It's like ridiculous. I feel like uh, I just keep thinking back on the last five months that I haven't, I pretty much didn't work for the last five months because we were on a month vacation right before he ended up in the hospital. That's right. And so I was doing a little bit of work on that trip, just a little bit, not much. Yeah. And so I feel like I've, I've lost almost a half a year. Yeah. And I wouldn't focus on what you lost. I, I honestly wouldn't. I had to do this too. You know, my personal life and, um, you know, I started to look at it as a loss for those. I'll get personal too. I uh, sold the house of 23 years and got a divorce right before COVID. <laughs> my son moved out. I found myself in uh, an apartment that was supposed to be temporary and and literally during COVID, I was like alone (laughs) and, and going through the dark night of the soul really, because it's hard enough to go through a divorce and all that, that comes along for, you know, years and years. And then be in the middle of a pandemic going like we were all going, what the heck just happened? And, um, but I always see life working for me, not against me. I made that decision and it's been a good belief that's really served me. So what are your beliefs? And then recently, another decision that I made is to let go of the past. You know, the past with a divorce obviously is painful. And so saying, you know what, I need to my vibrational set point is now, right? And now I can be grateful for everything that's coming into my life. So I've been studying a lot science of getting rich. And he says the whole process of mental atonement and attunement can be summed up in one word. And that's gratitude, you know, 
gratitude that we're alive, gratitude that I've never gotten sick, gratitude. I have so many things to be grateful for. Um, I realized as I was, you know, not focusing on those and focusing on the past. So your vibrational set point is here. <laughs> and here, how do you feel? And then how you feel here and how do you want to feel? And then you just keep moving forward. You're going to recover by far, I know. I also see a book that you and Drew I think might write together one day. Well, that's the other one. Yeah. That's, the, that's one of the books I want to write. That one is going to be, you know, painful. It's going to be painful, but it can also be very healing because my yeah. book has a lot of my past in there too, but it can be contemplative and healing. It depends how you look at it again, like you said, you know. Yeah. And who says pain is bad, you guys? I hate what? being in pain. I well, I that's why I don't cry. I it, it I am a wimp when it comes to pain. I do yeah. not like to be in pain, mental pain, heartbroken. Like I always joke that I outsource my crying because like Christine cries for me. I'm like, okay, Christine, you can cry over this. I'm not going to. And Christine like cried over Drew more than I did because I just couldn't. Well, no, I just don't like to be in pain. Well, here's the thing about our feelings and emotions that I found out is we're either repressing, suppressing or escaping the pain. But just like a beach ball that escaping, you that's me under the water, it's going to bubble up. And guess how it's going to bubble up in our body in the form of an illness or it can. I'm not saying it always. I know. I know. But, you know, feeling the pain, I, I can refer back to a, a powerful book called The Untethered. So uh, you might you guys by now have, I have that book. Yeah, I, well, I don't remember if I read the whole thing. I have it on audio. Yeah. So what he says is to allow, allow yourself to feel the pain, open your heart because then you can let it go. Right. It's mm -hmm. not an easy thing to do because we've been taught not to feel, but feeling is the secret. And if we suppress our feelings, you know, I've coached so many women who can't feel now because they just didn't allow themselves to feel. Yeah. That's me. Like I, yeah. But since and, I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to express feelings. So I just learned yeah. to dismiss them or stuff them, stuff my feelings. And I, I think the only feelings I've really been allowed to have as a child was anger. So anger is what has come out and sat like... Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring up the talk of the day, but when I saw Will Smith go and pop Chris Rock, well, first of all, my first thought was that looks fake and strange. I thought it was fake, but, <laughs> but wrong. and it probably was. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Regardless. But then, but, but, but what wasn't staged mm -hmm. was his anger. Yeah. When he's yelling. Get my wife's name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most quotable quote. Um, that was real. That anger was real. I think the slap was fake. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But I know. 
Um, well, just because Chris Rock had his hands behind his back and your normal reaction when somebody's coming at you is to do this. Exactly. That's and exactly that's every human reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody stands there like this when somebody comes to pop up. Exactly. Um, that's anyway. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and as a matter of fact, you'd step back like, whoa, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but what was real was the anger while he's yelling, that anger was something so bottled up and mm. that, and you know, Will Smith had a really, uh, I don't know the details of his childhood, but he had a really bad childhood. And, um, and I, and I really think that, you know, that people, well, who, people who were abused and all that, um, they have a hard time expressing sorrow it's more anger that comes out well it's a coping mechanism and by the way i'm a huge will smith fan but that doesn't mean i thought that whole thing was right and <laughs> will has an amazing book that i'm listening to on audible that a friend recommended oh really but, yes you wrote a book what is it it's called will <laughs> and oh. it's about his life and how he got where he is today it's fascinating um but yeah, you know, we all do it. We all suppress or we by shopping, spending money, drinking too much alcohol, right? This is how we've been taught to cope with feelings. And it's no wonder that during the pandemic, there was more drinking than ever, right? You know, they said the drinking went through the roof for everybody because it's we've been taught to cope that way. Um, but you know, there's these powerful techniques where we can kind of allow the feeling to be there like a mother who's allowing her child to kind of just be that unconditional love yeah. and then saying, yeah, it's okay if you're here, but of course not allowing it to stay there for very long. I think that's the discomfort with feeling is we don't want it to be there forever and drag us down either. So I think it's important to have techniques to allow the feeling to come up, open your heart and then let it out. There's the Sedona method. There's emotional freedom technique. And there's lots of techniques that you can access to like, you know, purge that. And as you know, I myself did a lot of trauma release with the coach that I mentioned to you before, because I felt like if I didn't, that I was going to get sick again and yeah. I was starting to feel better. <clears throat> but, I, need to, I need to, do yeah, I, really what I want to do is I, I'm not so good at doing these things on my own. I need to like do a retreat where for three days you're with all these people and you're all crying together. Like, I know that <laughs> sounds ridiculous, but I think that's what I, to do. You know, it's not a bad idea, but the other side of all a that crying too, retreat. Yes. The other side of that coin, you know, is we also don't want to focus too much on the negativity. So there's like a fine line, right? You know, it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. Like allowing yourself. Well, I do that with anger. Like I, yeah. I will get really, really mad. And I'm like, okay, I'll be mad about this for five or 10 minutes and then I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's just like, okay, here's my crying time for 10 minutes. I'm going to cry and then I'm going to go on and, and, and be, 
you know, in a different vibration vibration. So, you know, you know, back to your thing about decision and, and creating Maria, you're the most productive person I know. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible because I swear I feel like I get. I don't know about. either, but uh, <laughs> Maria says she's going to do something and pretty soon it's done. So I have no doubt that you're going to accomplish all these things. But again, do, don't underestimate the power of visualization. And, you know, I go yeah. back to Neville Goddard feeling is a secret and also being just being gentle. But for the artists out there, I don't know if you guys know your body as a human pendulum too. I know some people use a pendulum sometimes to make decisions, but your Mine body never works. Yeah. Some people know. like it, some people don't, but you can, what I suggest is just feel it in your body. Does this feel like a yes, yes, yes? Does this feel like a no, no, no? And um, some people that if you meditate, you're going to be more in tune with your body. I think too, if you take time to be in silence or with nature. So I always kind of go back to, yeah, does, does my body feel like really constricted and uptight right now? Or does it feel like, oh yeah, this feels really good and it feels light. So okay, I don't know. That's another way. But my dear, you are a rock star. You guys all know Maria's a rock star and we're all like visualizing your success and you're amazing. I'm so lucky to be your friend. And I'm lucky to have you as a friend and thanks for yeah. letting me talk this out. Yeah, I don't audience. know. Did it help? What are the, okay, so let's go back. What decisions are you going to make? Well, you know what helped me the most mm -hmm. is um, when you said, look at what you want to feel and what you want to, what you want the end result to be in one month, in six months, in a year, in five years. Like, and I wrote all that down and that actually helps a lot because you know, I know that in five years, I'm going to have 10 published books, right? Well, that, that makes it easy. Like when I think in terms of one month, like I know that in one month, I can mostly complete this one book if that's the only thing I focus on. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, not the only thing I focus on 24 hours a day, but if I, if that's the main thing I focus on when I first wake up for a couple hours a day, I know I can get it done. Yeah. And so that, that's really helpful. Um, and then just knowing how I want to feel. And for me, it's feeling accomplished. Yeah. I want to feel, I feel good when things are finished. And it's not just that I feel good when the, projects that I'm working on help other people. And yeah. that really drives me because I think that's what I was born to do. Mm -hmm. And so there's multiple ways that. to help people. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Thank, thank you, you for, for the uh, excellent chat comment, by the way. Um, Maria and I could talk all day. Sure. I know we could, but we, um, we won't do that to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one last key point that I wanted okay. to make real quick is sometimes we make decisions from our past conditioning, you know, from mm. our ego. 
And I like to make decisions from my soul, higher self, divine self, whatever you want to call it, because that's where you're going to make a decision from a higher frequency. And so it goes back to, yeah, my old conditioned self would decide this, but my the, the new version of me or that higher version of me would decide this and write it down. Um, so anyway, I, I had written that down and I want to make that point, but I know you're going to make the best decisions. Oh, and by the way, there is a food service called HelloFresh. Have you considered that where they deliver like the pre I've heard of it. I should probably try it. Yeah, I, I don't know. This was a solution that came into my brain. But I should try it. So maybe, what I'll, is, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. What is the title of the book that we're all going to see in a month? <laughs> You're like, ooh. Right now, it's a secret. Okay. All right. And there's a reason it's a secret. Because I'm okay. going to get a... <laughs> I'm going to ask someone to do a little collaboration on it with me, but I'm not asking her until I get it more than halfway done. And there's a reason for that. I know I'm being very yeah. secretive right now, but... That's, that's why I'm not going to say it yet. <laughs> well, you know, I'm get, just going to then drop into the feeling of the wish fulfilled of your book is done and I will be excited to read it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to find you, what's uh, the best place for them to find you, Miss Tish? Well, on Facebook, you can go to Tish Gentilly. I have um, a private group called Soulful Biz. And then on Instagram, it's the Awakened Badass. Yeah, but I think if you put Tish and Tilly there on Instagram, you'll find me. And same on TikTok, Tish and Tilly as well. Okay. And in the show notes or in the um, in the in the details of wherever you're watching this, there there are links so you can look there too. All right. Well, Tish, thanks as always for pulling me out of the weeds. You're always good for that. I appreciate you. Well, this is a mutual admiration society, so it was just <laughs> fun to do. So thanks for having me on here. All right, sweetie. And thanks, All everybody, right. for listening to the Art Money Success Podcast. See you Bye, next everybody. time. Bye.